There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with co-host Catherine Brandt, Hackmaster, Ralph Toad Bash MD, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. This is Tom Bernard, and we'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it.
little Hollywood swinging. Mm-hmm. Eh, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> we are back with the family. Don't ever hay over me again. Ever. You tell him, Tom. Hollywood. Ronald Coolbell. Because he can hear you. Hollywood swinging. Uh, kind of sad news here because she's been on the KQ Morning Show several hundred times. Been on this show several times as well. Although not recently. Is she hasn't been on the show recently. Inside Edition's Deborah Norville made two surprise announcements on Monday. One, she has thyroid cancer, and two, a viewer helped discover it. It was a long time ago that the female viewer reached out about a lump she'd seen on Norville's neck, according to a minute-long video shared via YouTube. Norville, who hadn't noticed anything, visited a doctor who assured her the thyroid nodule was benign, and that was the case until recently. It has since grown into a very localized form of cancer, Norville said. Well, so that shouldn't be a problem, should it, Doc? Nope. Those are one of the easiest ones to fix, unless it's... One of the anapla- there's a one there's an unusual one that can be deadly, but most of those are pretty simple to fix. Yeah. If it's stage one, it's treatable. Is basically yeah. how it is. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So hopefully uh, it is because I really love her uh, have, being on the show. She's a very very nice person. She's always interesting, and you know, she's I mean she's no Catherine, but she is an attractive. Well, thank one. God that she's got something that uh, is treatable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, hopefully, you know that. I, you know, not, we wish her all the best, but that's that's what I would uh, hope for her. And, and most of the thyroid cancers are that way. It's not that big a deal. Not that big a deal. Okay. Go get it treated. Okay. You'll be sorted out. You'll be back on the air before you know it. No one's going to see that scar. It heals so well. Alex had Alex had a friend who kept on thinking that she had a thyroid problem, and all these doctors she kept on going to said, "No, no, no, you don't have a thyroid problem." And she finally was like, "I am going to the." Mayo Clinic because I have a thyroid problem. She went in and they did some sort of thing. I don't know what kind of testing they must have done. And they're like, yep, you've got thyroid cancer. So they had to remove her thyroid. What the hell? Yeah, Yeah, she just insisted that she had it. She's like, I know I have it. I just absolutely know. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. She could have maybe died or something because they didn't or something, her. yeah, <clears throat> died or, or, or something, or something worse. Well, <laughs> well lived on an agony. I mean, just if she had waited and not listened no, to her doctors, it could have. Yeah. Can it metastasize out, out oh, of yeah. the thyroid? Yeah, you get, I'm sure you get again, the, right? You get the bad one; it'll it'll spread and won't be stage one right. anymore. Yeah, oh, so. there you go. But what of our friend uh, Mick Jagger? He had some heart problem. Had some heart. Had to have some valves sorted out. That's what I understand. Yeah, didn't he have to? Go, they have to go up through his crotch or something. What? Oh yeah, they may they may have done a, a non-invasive kind of valve uh, uh, right. repair, and you go up through the up through the uh, vein in your leg and an artery in your leg oh, and up and right. in and boom, fix them yep. fix them things. Not through the vein, it goes through the artery certainly. How right. old is he? No. Seventy-five. He's seventy-five. Man, yeah. that's you know those guys have lived a long time for as hard as they've lived. Well, that's very true. I mean, no. the Beatles didn't make it as well. Well, one got shot to death, so you can't really say John didn't well, take care I'm of him. Just saying, you know, <laughs> just because he can't take three bullets to the head, you know. Wimp. <laughs> the hell kind of shape was he in? He couldn't even take a bullet to the head. Well, you know what? That's I mean. wrong with you. Know you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all true. And speaking of bullets to the head, Kristen is aware of that. <laughs> Are you? Hi. What's up, Kristen? What about the bullet to the head? What's up with you? Who, me? Yeah, you. I didn't didn't say a word about that. 
Do my homework on what? I told you to watch the movie Get Out. Oh yeah, I did so not. I, 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 I just couldn't. I can't do it. What? Pe- people tell me that Get Out is worse than Us. No, I think it's stronger than Us. <laughs> no. Okay, you know I got to be honest with you. I have yet to meet a person, including my black friends. Look, I, I went kind of the the uh, hipster uh, uh, progressive with that. My black friends. <laughs> I did that deal. Which are some um, of your best. In any case, I have yet to meet a person who liked that movie. Not one person I know liked that movie, so I don't know where all this audience is coming from. Which, Get Out or Us? An Us. Oh, yeah. No, no one likes it. No one likes it. A lot it's of people just, liked uh, it. A lot of people I like don't who? like it. No one we've talked to. Do you want me to give yeah, you why? names and you can text them? <laughs> no, but no, but I would like to give you the qualifier on that. I mean, they're friends of yours, so they can't be that bright anyway. <laughs> that means they're super bright. Oh, it does. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that. It's good. But yes. in any case, so yeah, I was very, very sorry to hear about Deborah, Deborah Norville. She has, uh, it sounds like stage one cancer. I'm hoping it's nothing more than that. And her thyroid, because I love talking to her. She's a, she's a great guest. I love having her on. She's a very, very pleasant person. I like pleasant people, Kristen. Is that why you don't like me today? <laughs> no, I didn't say, I never said that. I don't know what you're talking about. You just called no, me. I, Called me dim-witted. <laughs> I did not. I said your friends are dim-witted. That's a big difference. <laughs> mm, <laughs> so I think I've we need never to rewind the tape. That, that, that's dim-witted. <laughs> what? That's, that's uh, dim-witted. No, once removed. Rewind the tape. Yes. No, I'm here to tell you that I think the world of you know that I think the world of you. You know that. Thank you. Even if oh, you God, listen to that time. long pause. <laughs> well, I, hey, I, I've, I've said this to people before, Kristen. This is a fact. If I'm nice to you after I met you twice, I don't like you. That's just a fact. That's just how it is. If I'm nice to you the third time, it's like, I don't care for that person. i got to keep them at arm's length by being nice to them. Aren't you special? Oh, no, she's... Ter- I'm so, I'm, that's you. Hey, that's Alex, what you, you want to get off your phone? That's what you would say. Uh, you I love Captain off your phone? Wait a minute. Why are you on your phone? I'm trying to book our... Oh, something. my God. I, this woman is so obsessed right now. It's unbelievable. Obsessed. We have our, our wedding anniversary coming up uh, the first week in July, and she is all wound up because we're going on a very special trip to celebrate our 35 happy years in marriage. Where Switzerland and Amsterdam. Mm. Well, we are now. I thought it was a secret. But I'm not telling them. I'm, I'm, not we're anymore. going by horseback. We're going on horseback. It'll be fine. <laughs> Um, no, nobody's going to want to go along with us on our anniversary trip. And even if you do want to go, you can't. So shut up. That's just how it is, right? I'll be on my anniversary trip. I'll be on my third year anniversary trip. So where are you going to go somewhere special? Uh, For three, we'll probably wind up going to Palm Springs, which is where we like to hang out. So that's Uh, probably where we'll wind up. There's nothing wrong with Palm Springs. Yeah, there's no question about that. So three years. We have a little more time in than three years. Just a little time. Yeah. You do. Like Significantly like more. You're like a rookie. Yeah, you are a rookie. You're a yeah, rookie newlywed. Newly- yeah. Yep. I was so that's say, cool. We're still in the newlywed end. Absolutely. It all works. For- you should have done what Cassie did, though. What did Cassie, you do? Cassie got married a short time ago, and now she has 85 children. Yeah. 
<laughs> you should get that going. She likes to collect them. I don't like to procrastinate. Like... That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that's phenomenal. First of all, now, uh, have you ever seen a picture of Cassie, Kristen? She's adorable, yes. I, she and I are yeah. Instagram friends. Yes. Mm. Oh, that's what I thought. But she looks like she's about maybe 25 years old, maybe, you think? 12. <laughs> 12. 12 yeah she looks like she's 12 that's exactly right she has 11 children through marriage and, and natural childbirth she has 11 children which is unbelievable i have one of them in studio Wait, you really with have 11? me how old is the one in studio with you he's gonna be 15 in a couple months oh no i can't i can't drop the f-bomb constantly Oh, trust me, he's heard it all. <laughs> so. Well, he lives with Dave, that's Don't right. Don't hold Never back, mind. Tom. <laughs> Don't hold back. Oh, God. Joe from Louisville. Uh, visit the red light district in Amsterdam and smoke a fatty. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we'll do. In any case, okay, we're gonna, let's talk actors, okay? You ready to go with this, Kristen? Okay. Who would you like to talk okay. about? Uh, University of Hartford drama student. Okay. Now, since you're mm-hmm. the Hollywood expert, you're our Hollywood reporter. <gasps> okay. I know this story. I know what happened. Step, you step, do? Step, step. Yes. Yeah. How did you know about this already? I had insomnia last night at about 3 a.m. And I was just oh. kind of hanging out on my phone. And the story came up and I was like, that's a little bit crazy if you are stabbing your fellow actors while you're rehearsing a scene just because you wanted to know what it would feel like to stab someone. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. There's no question about that. Uh, by the way, thank you very much for, for not saying I woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning. God, I hate it when people do that. Why does that bother you so much? Because 3 a.m. is the morning. Well, You don't have to tell me twice that it's the morning. Cut it out. Well, they're just very upset that they got up so early. Well, that's probably true. Yeah, that's probably terrible true. We just, had, we just had a friend, matter of fact, one of the advertisers on this show that uh, took a trip to Hawaii. And because of the five-hour time difference, he woke up every morning at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that would be a little 1 o'clock because it's normally 6 o'clock where, where he's from, right? No good. 6 a.m. is what time he usually gets up. He actually usually gets up at 5.30, so he got lucky and slept till 1 o'clock in the morning because of the five-hour time difference. But, you know, it'll all work out. Yeah, this is the story that Kristen's talking about. A University of Hartford drama student told police he was too into his character when he allegedly stabbed two people while recreating a scene from the butterfly effect. My emotions got the best of me was actually Jake Washer's second explainer. Per a police report, it describes a 21-year-old as initially claiming he'd been curious what it would be like to stab somebody, Jeez. reports the Hartford Current. Either way, Washer is charged with two counts of attempted murder after police were called to a university dorm at 1.30 in the afternoon on Sunday. One witness said Washer stabbed 21-year-old Brandon Gasparino. Hey, one tip, kid. Don't stab Italian people. It's not a good idea. Yeah. Right? That's fair, isn't it? I think it's fair. If you're going to stab anybody, don't stab an Italian. Not a good plan. Uh, who is directing him in a reenactment of a stabbing scene from 2004's Butterfly Effect before turning on 19-year-old Thomas Knee, who'd ordered him to stop stabbing Gasparino. Washer stabbed Knee then, uh, then threw the knife at him, the witness said. Another witness later saw a 6- to 7-inch kitchen knife stuck in Knee's chest, per the current. He stuck it in his chest? Wow. Ow! Yes. Actually, actually, not ow. I've been stabbed, and it doesn't hurt when you're stabbed. You can't really even feel it. 
You know what I mean? I was stabbed in the leg, though. So is that mm. is there a big difference there, Doc? Being stabbed in the yeah, leg? Yeah, it's it, <laughs> your your leg depends on where you get stabbed. Certainly, there are certain areas of your body when you get stabbed, even on your face. When you do the Botox injections, yeah, some a couple a couple spots are simple, but man, the, the forehead it just drives people nuts. It is just so sensitive. Oh, does it? From, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well this, I suppose where you're stabbed. My, I was stabbed in the in the outside of my between well, was kind of in front of my calf on the outside of my leg. Yeah. Okay, that, that's... I was stabbed in the foot too, but I stabbed myself in the foot accidentally. Oops. Actually, I didn't. I was playing mumbly peg as a kid. You know what mumbly peg is? Five I don't know what that is. Okay, mumbly peg is you and another person stand with your feet together, facing one another. And then you throw a knife into the ground, oh, yeah. and they have to stretch their foot out and put it where the knife was. Then they take the knife and throw it in the ground to, uh, <laughs> opposite you, and whoever can stand the longest without falling over wins the game. Sounds but fun. But the problem is when, when he threw the knife, oh. went right into the top of my foot. Man. Ouch. So I'm like, I think you're supposed to throw it so I have to stretch further, not closer. You know, it's just a thought. But yeah, it stuck it right in the top of my foot. That was I still have the big scar. Well, it's not a big scar. It's about an inch scar on the top of my foot. It's very odd. I'm a very odd human being. You do know that, right? <laughs> yeah. A variety of odd marks. I have a lot of odd marks. That's very, very true. Well, my brother shot me in the leg with an arrow, so I got a stab wound and uh, two stab wounds and an arrow wound in my legs. That is rather odd. Who are you hanging out with? <laughs> I grew up in the ghetto, sister. Now, there actually is no ghetto in Minnesota, but I grew up in the inner city. Uh, in the inner city, and they, we used to do really that. stupid things like that. You know, and we just did. Like, but why are your friends and family members stabbing you? If you look, that, the arrow thing. That. I will be honest with you. My older brother did it, and it was my fault because I thought I'd, I'd run in front of him and try to scare him. And, uh, you know, I ran in front of the target to try to scare him. That was not a good idea because he shot at the target, and I stepped right into it. Oh, so it was not his fault. I will tell you this, though, Ralph. Ralph, tell me why this would happen. Because I stepped in front of it. It stuck right in the left side of my leg, and I could not move my leg. It locked up. What or is that all about? Shock. Or, or probably muscle spasm. Could have been muscle spasm in the leg. Yeah, maybe. In the muscle. Yeah, maybe. And so that way it wouldn't let your leg move. That's what I guess. It, it would not through. let my leg move. Yeah. So, so these guys that got stabbed at Hartford, how deep did this knife go? Uh, six to seven inch kitchen knife stuck in knee's chest per the current. Uh, both knee and Gasparino were taken to a hospital with wounds to chest and back while Washer fled into a wooded area. Yeah, that'll help. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apprehended, two hour, apprehended two hours later as prospective students toured campus per Fox 61. Washer allegedly said he dropped the scissors that I used to do it per the current. Though the officers say a knife was taken from the dorm, Washer was in Hartford Hospital after a psychiatric evaluation Monday as his bail was... Why do you have to do a psych eval on an actor? Of course they're nuts. <laughs> That's true. There's no even reason to do a psych eval on an actor. They're all crazy. True uh, by the way, uh, as of Monday, knee remains in critical condition following well, yeah. surgery at St. Francis Hospital. He got That's stabbed in the chest. That's Ooh, so he yeah, got it. Who hasn't he, been he stabbed? He drove it in. That's yeah, yeah but that... You get yeah, in the did. chest. If you if you hit most of the time when you stab in the chest, you hit hit a rib. Particularly if you d- ah. turn the knife, uh, a, the length of the, the width of the knife is per, is up and down. Mm-hmm. It usually hits a rib, won't go in. But if you turn it sideways, it'll either slip Ooh. over the rib and it goes right. It goes right in. Yep. In a second because oh. it's only you know if you if you're probably somewhere. either punctured a lung or yep. that's right. Maybe his um. Oh. 
got close to his heart. Yep. But it probably God didn't hit his heart because then he would be dead. Yeah, he'd be dead. Although this guy looks. Did you know that twenty five percent of people who get stabbed in the heart survive? Twenty five percent. I would have. Wow. I would have thought it would be zero, but twenty five percent. I would think more than that. Really? Stabbed yeah. in the heart? Really? Well, it depends on where you get stabbed. It could be because a lot of those, when you get stabbed, sometimes it'll close up enough so it won't bleed. But it, it and but it, what happens is it bleeds out of the heart a little bit, gets into the sac around the heart, the pericardium, and what'll happen is it'll it tamponades the heart. And that's why you die. But you don't bleed to death no. from that sort of stuff. I suppose stuff. if you leave the knife, but then, I mean, I just figure that if there's a knife in your heart, it can't exactly do its job very well. But well, that, well, yeah, it, it, it limits your cardiac output, let's just <laughs> yeah. say that, you know. So We do need to take a break. We'll be right back. Do you want to do a 13-minute segment the next time and keep that, or what do you want to do, Cassie? Oh, I can, I can squash it down to 15, so okay. we can just do another 15. That's fine. We'll be right back, and we're going to ask Kristen to look something up while we're on the air. <laughs> and uh, I'll also mention the 20 ugliest celebrities of 2017. There's an actual story. Well, it shows a woman. I don't know who the woman is, but it says the 20 ugliest celebrities of 2017. <laughs> what is that? We'll be right back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom here. Over the years, you've heard me go on and on about my eyes and how great I've been treated by the folks over at Whiting Clinic. Well, it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States and the trusted LASIK provider around these parts. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts that they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. For a limited time, mention my name and receive an additional $300 off your LASIK. That's $300 off Whiting Clinic's already low price for LASIK. Trust your eyes to Twin Cities LASIK experts. Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020 and don't forget to tell them Tom sent you. Offer expires March 31st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Really funky town. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's own, as a matter of fact. Yeah, that's right. Was this Rev, uh, Dave Rivkin, I think it was, wasn't it? He was the doctor of rock, the doctor of funk at the time. Let's see here. Who, who did... This, this is... Who did Funky Town? Oh, I can't God. remember the name of the band, because it really wasn't the band. It was just one guy. I don't think that is Funky Town that she was playing. 
Yeah, that was Funky Town. That was Funky yeah, Town. Yeah, it's Funky mm-hmm. Town. Oh, it's what two the hell's in the group one. again? Funky Town. Let's see, lips that woman can sing. Incorporated. Oh, lip sync. Yeah, it's lip sync. Uh, yep. headed by a whole bunch of people. David like Rifkin who? is one of them, though. Yes. Yeah, there you go. He's. I think he was the whole deal. Well, he was lip David Z. Yeah, David Z. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was indeed because Bobby Z is a good friend of mine. I, I think the world of Bobby Z. His brother's a great guy. He's, his brother was a drummer for Prince. Oh. And of course, yes, indeed. like all music in the 80s, it was wrote and produced by a guy named Steven Greenberg. <laughs> That's very true. That's right. Yeah, those guys uh, did very, very well. I was talking, to, matter of fact, we were talking. Uh, I'll try to keep this brief because it, it just. Well, we, we talked about it on the KQ Morning Show, though, that uh, Bobby Z and uh, Cliff Siegel, who's now Lauren Siegel, and Bo Siegel. Uh, we had all these people that we played football with, two professional football players, one actor, uh, the drummer for Prince, all the guys who we played football with in, in Cliff Siegel's backyard. All Everybody just had this unbelievable career after that. Isn't that weird that, that almost every, you know, uh, the Owl, um, James Walsh and Gypsy, remember song, you know, songs by Gypsy, the band, right? He, his, that band went national. All these different people. It was really weird that we all played football, and we all had pretty decent careers after that. It's kind of, it's kind of odd, don't you think? No, no, because I think you all had the same kind of values and interests. That's why you played football together. So no, I, I, I guess I, you know you had a, a group. How old were you? How old were you then when you played? I was. Let's see. That would have been. I was. T- 20 or 21, maybe? Yeah. Right. So, maybe 21. So I think was, it was yeah, yeah. somewhere around there. That's right. So it's like same, it was the group that had that same kind of values and uh, ethics, yeah. and uh, that's why you we're friends. That's why you played football. And you know, and none of the people that you uh, really grew up with who were ended up uh, in prison or dead were in that group. Yeah. No, they were not. Because we didn't have any people that ended up murdered. Helpful. It is helpful not to get murdered. That's very, very true. Uh, Bobby Z, when he was on, because he he does, uh, he you know he still he still tours and uh, he still does very well. But he was on the show we we're talking about. He he uh, had a heart problem a few years ago. And he loves to talk about uh, people and help people with whatever disorders they might have. So he comes on the KQ Morning Show. I was talking to him, and he said, "I still to this day cannot believe that Prince talked to you more than any other stranger I've ever seen." I said, "Really." He goes, yeah, I couldn't believe he talked to you because he didn't usually talk to strangers. And I said, you do remember our entire conversation, don't you? He said, yeah, I remember it. It was a lot more than he ever said to anybody else. I said, he walked behind me and went, hi. (laughs) That was the whole conversation. (laughs) So so I don't know about talking to me a lot more. But he said he never said hello to people. But I, you know, he was he was only I think 18 at the time or something like that. But I don't know. It was really it was at Cliff's house, now Lauren Siegel's house. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a hell of a period, no question about that. The NYPD on Monday confirmed its Special Victims Unit is investigating magician David Blaine following complaints. The Daily Beast references a senior NYPD official in reporting two women gave statements to the SVU alleging sexual assault. A source is one of those alleged assaults dates to 1998. The New York Post sources uh, echo that timeline and say the second woman's allegations date to 1997. She claims she was made to masturbate Blaine while hypnotized, per the sources. The Post uh, notes the statute of limitations has passed and reports the SVU division 
handling uh, the complaints is the cold case squad. The Daily Beast reports it reached out to the 45-year-old magician who had no comment but said the police had not contacted him. More recently, Scotland Yard investigated a similar alleged uh, allegation by former model Natasha Prince, who alleged she was raped by Blaine in 2004. The case was closed in 2017. Did you know about this at all, Kristen? Did you know that he had been suspected of rape and masturbation and all kinds of stuff? I do remember the rape case from a, a while back, but never really uh, knew what the outcome was on all of that. Um, he hasn't had a great reputation in the industry. Really? Not talking about sex assault, but just being a tough person to work with or a tough person to be around. So, well, yeah, he's a jerk. I know that much. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. He was oh, a big, I didn't know that. Also a part of the Wolf Pack. If you guys don't know what the Wolf Pack is, that's the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, oh, group yeah. of guys like hang out with models. If they once they turn like twenty five, they dump them and they go for a younger model. I'm not kidding oh, you. God, really? Yeah. It, and, and you know, at this point, yeah, Leo and I always think Leo DiCaprio. I'm like, dude, you're now in your forties. Like it was fun when you're younger, but then now in your forties, you just start. Still, you're still dating the same age group, and they're all models, and they're all from Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it just—you're a magician for God's sake. You don't even have a real job. Why are you a big deal? But what he does have hey. is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, he does have a lot of money. But I, I, I still think Jerry Seinfeld did the best magician joke I've ever heard. <laughs> and sorry, Cassie, but you'll have to do an edit here. Okay. But he said, "I'd like to do my impression now of a magician. See the quarter? Now it's gone." Who gives a fuck? <laughs> that, was, that was his impression of his impression of a magician, <laughs> which I think is very very funny. Uh, I, I do want to ask you, and I don't know if you know a lot about this or, or not, Kristen, but what happened with Nipsey Hussle? I know they say like, it was just, not. They're just oh, like, yeah, blasting the hell out of this story, even though who yeah, the hell are. knows who Nipsey Hussle is? Not a lot of people I, do, I mean, but I guess he was well a known. T- I was going to say he's pretty well known on the West Coast here, um, just because he kind of is one of the um, premier musicians when it comes to the West Coast rap sound. So sort of like okay. what Snoop Dogg is to Long Guy uh, to to Long Beach sound when it comes to rap. Nipsey Hussle was definitely South Central's kind of big rap star at the moment, um, and he did a lot for the community. He really was giving a lot back. He was supposed to be meeting yes, with the mayor yeah, to talk about ways to, to bring the community together. Um, he did have gang ties, so you know that, of course, is obviously right. uh, a big part of the case. However, you know he is someone that uh, I think had sort of associated himself at this point with both of the gangs, which are the Bloods and the Crips out here on the West Coast. You know, trying to make peace with both of them, but obviously. That uh, did not work out for him. But I think everyone was so shocked. And then last night, yeah. you know, the memorial got so big that someone got stabbed. Uh, there were several people in the hospital. There was oh, a stampede. I mean, it really is one of those big, impactful things to that particular community. I heard he was a very, very generous guy and really busted his ass for his home uh, home area and helped out the people where he was from. and. They said he was a hell of a guy, but somebody shot him to death for some reason. I don't know. Do, do they know why he was shot? They believe that there was a hit out um, on him. And I believe he was a member of the Bloods and then one of the Crips 
um, shot him, so I could have it wrong gang-wise, but it, it's one versus the other kind of thing. So mm-hmm. they do know who the mm-hmm. suspect is, so they want to try and catch him as quickly as possible. That is unbelievable. I mean, gang tie. Really, your gang, you're going to go kill somebody because he's in a different fake gang than you are. Well, it's live by the sword, die by the sword. Yeah, I suppose. That's that's a good way to put it. Uh, Yeah, I don't understand this whole situation. uh, Now, Kristen, I have to run this by you because I don't know if this is true or not, but I was sent this by a listener. After the Mueller report was released showing that the Democrats' Trump-Russia collusion conspiracy theory was an elaborate hoax, the media figure arguably most responsible for pushing this lie, Rachel Maddow, has now seen a huge dip in her ratings. The MSNBC host has lost 20% of her audience. Have you heard about this? I haven't. That's so interesting. That's a huge drop, too. That's a huge drop if it's true. I wonder if it's true. Um, well, now it says that they, they the brought it up of, also. What was the source of this article? The Drudge Report. Does Drudge that make report. any difference? I'm just wondering. I, I don't know anything about I the mean, Drudge Report. I mean, it's a little slanted. I'm just wondering if you oh, can get, it? like, ratings from a neutral source. Yeah, Drudge has a tendency to side with Republicans. So. Uh, who are we talking about? Oh, does. Okay. Uh, Rachel Maddow. <laughs> M-A-D-D-O-W. Let's see here. She's impossible to watch, by the way. She's one of those very, I am so self-important. It's unbe- She's well, very yeah. hard. Well, like most news anchors, to tell you the truth. Most news anchors are impossible to watch. But you know what I mean? Unfortunate. Sad, but true. Yeah, if you find something, let me know. Because I was just sent that story, so I, don't, I didn't do research on it or anything. But uh, um, yeah, I can't watch her. She's just very smug. Yeah. Uh, here's a story from, oh, yesterday. Uh, 13% drop in the first three days. Oh, God, so, so it's true. Where, well, yeah. yeah. What's, what source is that, Andy? Uh, this is Forbes and also Fox News. Oh, well, that's... Okay, well, Fox News, you might question, because they tend to lean uh, right as well, but I don't know, Forbes doesn't lean right, does it? No, I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. So they say now after... So that was the first two days she lost 13%, and now she's lost 20% of her audience? Yeah, it's uh, 500,000 viewers in one week. Oh, And and you have to explain that to advertisers. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah. That is unbelievable. Apparently, it's because that she spent the past however long constantly talking about how Donald Trump's about to go to prison. And then, of course... Two years. Yeah, and then they opened Al Capone's vault and nothing was in there, and she's left having to explain why she just... Wait, now wait a minute. When they opened Al Capone's vault, Geraldo <laughs> Rivera found a Pepsi bottle in there. That's true. Don't forget that, Andy. <laughs> he did. Remember that? He found a, an empty that Pepsi bottle. That was great TV. <laughs> that, that was great TV. We need to bring the coat back. <laughs> so that story is true, Andy. Yeah, as soon as the... the oh. Is it Mueller? I don't know. The whatever Mueller, report yeah. came out. Mueller. They say Mueller. The Mueller report came out, and almost immediately mm-hmm. after... A whole bunch of shows started dropping because that's all oh, they really? were talking about. Dropped? I mean, they, that's all they were talking about uh, for like six months. So, you know, it's the finale. No. Time to leave the theater. <laughs> Kristen, I know you're a communist because you live in Hawaii. Or, I mean, Hollywood. Hawaii. But anyway, um, <laughs> Hawaii. You probably Wait, do live in Hawaii. Hawaii? I would yeah, love you're to in live Hawaii. in Hawaii. Mm. I know it is <laughs> terrific. Do you think that. 
And I look, I'm not a Republican nor a Democrat. I don't have a dog in this fight. But do you think they're making a huge mistake by pushing and pushing and pushing this thing, especially the people that are doing it, like Maxine Waters and Adam Schiff and these people? They better tell those people to back off because everyone I talk to, whether they're Democrats, Republicans, they're sick to death of it. Yep. Why? Because they spent $26 million of the taxpayers' money for mm-hmm. no reason. Everybody's very upset, but yeah. I don't. I don't have an opinion on it because I don't care for any of them. I'll be very honest with you. But uh, as a matter of fact, Rick Riley, I feel like we need to just work on what this country needs to address. Like we have a lot of yeah. issues going on. Let Let's get to the core of that. And I, you know, between education and healthcare and and everything else, focus in on that. Amen. Yeah, I think. Well, you know, I agree with you. I do but, agree with you, hundred percent. And. Focusing on those things doesn't generate – I mean, they spent $26 million on the report, yes, but how many billions did they make off of advertising dollars for the 70,000 different shows that were all the exact same? Yeah, but the problem is the taxpayers didn't get that money, and it was the taxpayers that paid that $26 million bill. Well, the taxpayers never get the money. but No, but I would say this, and this is another thing that Americans have forgotten – the government doesn't have any money. It's our money, not yeah. the government's money. So, yeah, people are getting very, very sick of all these, you know, the Jesse Smollett. Oh, by the way, I wanted to get your take on that, uh, Kristen. We only got about a minute left in this segment. But <laughs> the Chris Rock thing was brilliant, I thought. God, I thought that was funny. Did you see Yeah, I, you know, I love that he took him on. Yeah, I, I think at the NAACP Awards, that's amazing. And yeah. that's, that's the right audience <laughs> exactly. to do it, too, because, you know, listen, like two people supported Jesse that night. But I thought Chris was like, you know what? Hey, he did a great disservice to not only the LGBTQ community, but also the black community um, by creating this whole scenario. And now he's acting like he's completely innocent. So I, you know. I wish him luck, but I have a feeling he's going to be completely written out of Empire next season. Mm. Is his career over? Um, he'll probably find a way to get hired at some point or another because, you know, we have short-term memories here in Hollywood. But for the near future, he should probably make sure he has all of his ducks in a row because I don't think anyone wants to touch him right now. I think he's toxic. Well, he is Chris Rock, though. I mean, there's... He, no, 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 no. We're talking about Jesse Smollett. Oh, no, God, Chris Rock no. Is he's fine. Yeah. Just, yeah. Jesse is, Chris Rock is yeah. fine. I thought it was hilarious that Chris said it. Jesse's got a lot of things I to worry too. about. He sure well, does. What did you see? Uh, Tracy Morgan also went after him, which was very, very funny, too. Did you see that? I didn't see it. I saw the headline, but I haven't um, seen the clip yet. Was he on Seth Meyers or something like that? I think it was on Seth, My- Seth Meyers' show, but he was like, can't believe that he would do something. I, I mean, he went after him like there was no... Tomorrow. What do you think of that? I think that's fair. I, th- I do think it's fair. Yeah. It also costs the, the city of Chicago a lot of money and a lot of resources in a city that also has a very high murder rate right now. Mm-hmm. Again, one yeah. of those things that I'm like, what are you doing? And, you're hurting. You're hurting a whole city. And the cops was, are upset in Chicago. And who was put in harm's way as a result of the uh, police uh, focusing on this? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's ripple effects yeah. from this sort of thing. No, you're right. We've got to take a break. Be right back. More with the family. 
What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Yar, a murder. <laughs> we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, did you see the Nigerian official making the bizarre pizza claim? Have you oh, guys yeah. heard about this? <laughs> it's hilarious. I won't even try to do the accent because I can't do a Nigerian accent. But he's like, there are things happening in Nigeria that I just don't understand. You have several very wealthy Nigerians ordering their pizza from London. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? They're having pizza delivered from London to Nigeria. First of all, I got a tip off for you. If you're going to go that far, why don't you get your pizza from Italy? That's true. Right? Yeah, or, I mean, it'd be much more delicious. Well, not to mention, think so. apparently there are over fifty pizzerias in Nigeria, one of including Domino's. So you can get your own there pizza are? there. Yeah. Well, that's weird. So, why would they order it from London? Just because they can do it? Is that why they would do it, Andy? I think the answer is they didn't, and this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Oh, you think he's just making it up? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. By the time it, it got really to you, it would claim. be cold and old. So, you know, I can yeah, I can see if it's like, you know, people spend a lot of money on dumb stuff to show everyone that they can. But that doesn't include food that's past its prime by the time it gets to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, very true. But he did pronounce the word correctly, which I was because it's not actually pronounced pizza. It's pronounced pizza. Yeah, it's actually pronounced pizza. But they go pizza. In Napoli? Pizza. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he did pronounce the word properly. And he's very, very upset that they're ordering pizzas to be delivered in Nigeria from London. <laughs> what? But, yeah, Andy, if they've got pizzerias in, in Nigeria, why would they do this? Just other than the fact that, look, look, I'm that big a deal that I can do this. Is that why they're doing it, you think? I guess, yeah. That's the only thing that makes I any guess. sense. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's unbelievable. 
Kristen, I got to run this by you. Now, the second article just popped up on my screen the top 20 ugliest celebrities ever, and now the top 15 ugliest celebrities ever. I don't know who the woman is on the first one, but the woman on the second one is what's her face from uh, Sex in the City? What's her name? Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, yeah. Just Sarah Jessica Parker is is uh, one of the top fifteen ugliest. But if I hit on that, Andy, if I click on that, is that going to run me in a bunch of garbage? Probably yes. Yeah. See, I don't need that. I just really don't need to be. It's not ugly. Well, they said I didn't say it. Don't try. Don't get that tone with me, sister. Like I said it. Well, you that's rude. Botched bl- plastic <laughs> surgery just, can make you very ugly, though, and a lot can, of them yeah. they. You know, they made a living off of being pretty and young, and now that they're not pretty and young anymore, they're going to extremes to get that back. That's right. But so, you can't, so... Yeah, you can't. And so you, so it's, it's like, uh, oh, you know, so many, some of the celebrities get really good uh, uh, surgery. They look great until they're 70 or 80 or 90. Yeah. And others get bad yeah. stuff, so they don't look better. They look different. Yes. And they're talked into, oh, well, let's make you look different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's just just Jane bizarre. Fonda looks great. That's right. That and exactly. Oh, look she how, looks phenomenal. Look how, and she may have had three or four facelifts. That's and there's nothing wrong with that, but she looks great because someone's really given her good care and mm-hmm. a natural physical appearance, and she looks wonderful. Uh, but you can there's a thousand others that just look. Oh man, what yeah. happened to you? Who are you? You know, I got to be honest with you. I really Kenny do Rogers. love our listeners to the show. Oh, Kenny Rogers looks horrible. Sure does. <laughs> God, he's scary looking. I just got a, uh, I just got a message, an audio message from one of our listeners to the uh, family podcast here. All it says is Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold right there. Is she a nice person? That's terrible. I've never interviewed I'm... her because um, oh, she's on, on the East Coast, so I don't encounter her all oh. that much here on the West Coast. Yeah, she's lived in New York for years. Has her husband killed anybody recently? Oh, that, yeah, that, you know, why does that Ireland story get buried so much? It really, he killed two people driving drunk and hardly anybody knows about it. That is so, that's bizarre. Yeah, I knew about it too. Um, Also, Cassie, if there's any way we can get Rick Riley on the show, uh, he's going to be on the KQ Morning Show. Whoa. You know, I knew that I knew that Kristen would get arrested sooner or later. <laughs> Are they coming to get you, sister? They must was that, be. Was it's that? outside, and my, it's really loud. It's, my yeah. door is shut, so my windows are shut. That was, that was really loud. Um, yeah, there if, must if we can like book Rick. Siren. Yeah, it sounded like it. If we can book uh, Rick Riley, he's going to be on the KQ Morning Show, but I'd love to have him on this show as well. Commander in Cheat. How Golf Explains Trump, Donald Trump Cheats at Golf Every Time He Plays. There's a book out about it. A whole book. Oh, an entire book. An entire book about someone cheating at golf. That's pretty crazy. That's not surprising. Come on. With his ego, he wants to, you know that he's like, this is my handicap, and it's something totally different. Tom, you played a lot of golf. You've known guys that cheat all the time, right? Uh, I would say 90% of people who play golf cheat. Yeah, it's not like some new thing. There are 10% of people that are good at it, and the other 90% cheat. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Did Kim uh, (laughs) Jong-il, did he cheat when he got uh, got a score of 18? No, that was all legit. Yeah, 
Okay. So he, he holed out from 550 <laughs> yards. What do you want from Man, the guy? Can, can you imagine the drinks you'd have to buy? Man, he, he probably still oh. pay, his son's probably paying that off. Probably true. Yeah, he he what else, he he claimed that he shot an 18 on a golf course and then something else. What else did he claim he did? That was just outrageous. Oh yeah, I can't remember what the other one was. Three, uh, 300, else. 300 bowling. Uh, no, you could <laughs> do that. Three hundred bowling. There we go. God, I will. That's pretty hard to cheat at, though. Kim Jong Il and his amazing achievements. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> That's very funny. What do you got, Andy? Uh, oh yeah, he learned to walk at three weeks and was talking at three eight weeks. weeks. Three weeks. He was talking at eight weeks. <laughs> walking at three weeks. Talking at eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Oh, oh that's yeah, and great. when he was born, there was a double rainbow and a new star appeared in the sky. Oh. Absolutely. When he was born, he yep, wrote. I, I knew that happened. He's written six full operas <laughs> and fifteen hundred books. Wow. <laughs> Oh, he's written 1,500 100 books. Yeah, really good. Really Did he write uh, Commander and Cheat? Maybe I should change it from Rick Riley to Kim Jong Il. Mm. Oh, that's hilarious. He learned to walk at three weeks and talk at eight weeks. Is that how it was? Yeah. Oh, God, that's amazing. It's impressive. No question. That's really impressive when you think of it. You know what I mean? What do you think? Well, how big does your ego have 1500 to books? say that stuff? I know. Or how little well, does your have to be well, to say that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I don't know. Uh, colluding with Russia, the special counsel says no. Cheating at golf, well, that's something else. From pulling a fast one on Tiger Woods to exaggerating his handicap, Donald Trump's alleged misdeeds on and around the golf course are the subject of a new book by former Sports Illustrated columnist Rick Riley, Commander in Cheat. How Golf Explains Trump, Riley documents dozens of examples of underhanded golf behavior by the president, transgressions talked about by pro golfers and duffers alike. In golf, he's definitely not exonerated, Riley told the AP. There have been dozens and dozens of people that can declare him guilty of cheating. Outside of formal tournaments, golf is a game of honor in which individual players act as their own referees, keep their own scores, and assess themselves penalties for rule violations, says Riley. I don't know much about politics, but I know golf and Trump's cheating really offended me, not as a voter or as a citizen, just as a golfer. Rick, I I highly doubt that it offended you. I would say 90% of people cheat on their handicap alone. Some say it's higher than it is, and others say it's lower than it is, Yeah. which I guess would be the antithesis of cheating, wouldn't it? Because you're basically just right. cheating yourself if you claim to be better than you are. That's right. right? That's true, actually. So if you're going to make money Although he, betting, you should, you should make your handicap high. So. Yeah, but I think Donald Trump does the exact opposite. See, I know people that play golf with him, like Rocco Mediate plays golf with him. And I know other people that play golf with him. They said, yeah, he does cheat. There's no question about that. But so do 90% of all golfers. I know many, many people that cheat at golf. I I know some good golfers who don't. I don't understand the concept of a golf handicap. It's to even the playing field. So when you're playing in tournaments, you all can... um you can compete with better golfers. Yeah, I mean, isn't the point for, of a tournament to show who's best, not who's best if you mess with the scores? Yeah, <laughs> but the, you you would literally have the same three people winning all the tournaments. Which you in, do in, anyway. Uh, not, in, not in professional golf, but in uh, recreational golf, uh, the same people would win the tournaments every time. Yeah. I mean, so if you're a mediocre golfer who only gets to go out once or twice a week, yeah. you know, well, then they you should can just go have leagues and, like every other sport. 
Well, they do, they but do. then there's tournament plays too, and I, I don't know. I, I, I golf is complicated. It's, it's interesting that it's the only sport in which you can adjust your score to be better than it actually was. Mm, yeah, that's true. That is that part is very that's true. Because it's a game, really. Right? Yeah, that is. Yeah. 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 Riley writes the well. It's not a. It's not a. Well, I suppose there are people that go see professional golfers, but you don't have, you don't have fans and on the course watching you as a right. as a as an amateur golfer. Yeah. Unless it's your family or something like that. I love this line. Riley writes the caddies got so used to seeing him kick his ball back onto the fairway they came up with a nickname for him Pele, the world's greatest soccer player from Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> They called him Pele. I love that. Yeah, I, I look, I know some people. I don't know them really well, but they're kind of friends of friends. Very wealthy people. Uh, and none of them will do business with Donald Trump because he loves to screw over his partners in business deals. It's very well known that he loves to screw people out of money. But yeah. and so did a lot of other billionaires. Yeah, sounds you like know. a wealthy businessman. Yeah, there are a couple in Minnesota that but all, not they love the United States. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. But also, it's like saying Barack Obama could play basketball. He, was, he is the least athletic president in the history of the United States. He was a terrible basketball I player. They kept Trump. talking. Trump is the least athletic. Look at his body type. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah it's your true. No, we, yeah. have, we haven't had a great list of uh, athletic presidents no. now. I mean, no. We're all forgetting we can, we about can... one very obvious exception. Taft. Oh. Yeah. Well, he weighed about 400. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a sprinter, Andy. He was yeah. a world-class sprinter <laughs> at 400 pounds. I heard he has a 12-foot vertical jump. <laughs> and then when he lands, everyone else falls over so he can dunk again. That's exactly right. The impact on the earth is so great yeah. when he lands. <laughs> That's not very nice, but, now is it? But how many other uh, uh, president golfers have cheated? I mean, all uh, of them. Real, all I, of them. I would like. Yeah. I would oh, probably like, all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. You know, they've cheated, or they, you know, and, and when you talk about cheating, you know, I'd kick my. If you want, if you want to have a good time, yeah. Why? Why you? But if you want to have a good time playing golf, why are you keeping score? What is the point of this? Uh, that this is true. no. That's true. You know, that's you, you're, I'm in the rough. Well, yeah. I don't want to be in the rough. I'm gonna you know, hit off the fairway, kick it in there, and take it. You know, you just don't bother with the score. You just have a good time. Enjoy the. Enjoy right. The game. That's why you just, right. That's why all games should just be best ball. Yeah, you're right about that. You just that. play with some friends, and Pretty whoever much. hits a good shot, you just go. You all go from that location well, and hit. Mulligans are a good thing. Fun. Yeah, yeah, mulligans work. I, look, unless you're playing for money, play however you want to play, but don't yeah, try to claim that you shot, you know, 77 when you really shot 97. <laughs> That'd be good. Well, there's just all that ego involved with your name on a plaque, and then they post everybody's name yeah. and what their handicaps are. So right, it's like, right. you know, it's like, it's just all ego. Are we up against the clock, Andy? How much time? A minute and a half. Yeah, I thought so. I just wanted to make sure that I, I had that right. Um, yeah, so that's, look, Rocco Mediate is a professional golfer. He plays on the Champions Tour, and in order for me to play him heads up, I'd have to get 22 strokes from him. Because I'm about an 18, I'm about a, you know an 18 handicap, and he's a plus four. So if I'm going to play him competitively or play him for money, he would have to give me 22 strokes. You know, that's just how the game is. And he'd probably still beat me because I'd fall apart at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, the best I ever got, I think, I, I, I don't know, I was probably a, like an eight 
for a very brief period of time when I was playing constantly. But I never got any better than that. And eight, eight is not really that good. It's okay, but it's not that good. Uh, you know, like Kendall was a scratch, or is or was a scratch golfer. I know for many many years. Osgard's a pretty damn good player. There are a lot of players that uh, that I played golf with. They're they're very damn good players. So you know, you like people to have fun, but at the same time. So like I said, I don't know that a book had to come about a, <laughs> about how Donald Trump cheats at golf. Yeah, I know he did. <laughs> but I'm going to talk to Rick Riley on Thursday. There's, I think on the morning show. We'll try to get him on this show too. That'd be there's great. There's a there's a website called Quora. Mm-hmm. It says that Obama's handicap ahead of his 300th round as president was an honest 13. No way. There's no way he was a 13. Well, Not a chance. That's what this site I saw does. him swing a golf club. He looks like, uh, oh, God, who's the round mound to rebound again? Charles Barkley. You ever seen Charles Barkley swing a golf club? <laughs> no. It is the <laughs> oddest-looking thing you've ever seen in your entire It's just weird the way he swings a golf club. Yeah, there's no way Obama and was Trump, a Trump. They're saying yeah. is like a seven point eight. Yeah, seven point eight. My ass. Okay, that. Well, then I'm then I'm a plus two. Okay, <laughs> if he's a seven point eight, I'm a plus two. All right, Kristen. Another great week where you just tore me apart. I'm deeply <laughs> hurt. Oh yes, so brutal. <laughs> oh yes. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. Have a good Excellent. week. You too. Thanks very much. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, Hollywood reporter for the Family Podcast. We'll be right back. Hour two with the family.